Welcome to the Fundraising Freedom Podcast with Mary Valoni. I'm your host, Mary Valoni, and this is the place where fundraisers come to be encouraged, empowered, and educated on how to raise more funds and have more freedom. Hey, welcome to episode 175. Today, we're going to be digging into the year-end appeal, and I'm going to be sharing the three things you need to include in your 2020 year-end appeal. So this is very specific for 2020. As you know, this year has been very unusual. So that means that your year-end appeal needs a new and fresh appeal. So let's talk about the year-end appeal. For those of you who are not familiar with it, it may be because you're just getting started and you're, you know, just got tasked with raising funds and you're listening to this podcast so that you can learn more. But for others of you, you're very familiar with this. You send out this letter year after year after year. So this may just be a refresher and also giving you some really specifics about what to do this year. Just so you guys know, over 20, well, the number, the study says that 28%, okay, so over a quarter of all nonprofits will bring in nearly half of their income off of this one letter. So for some organizations, this letter is huge. It is a really, really big deal that this is done well because it brings in and it generates a lot of income for for their organization. For others, roughly 40%, they bring in less than 10% of their money off of this year-end appeal. So you just have to know your cause. I want you to come at this from your own perspective as to, okay, is the year-end appeal, is this something that we want to do? Is this how we want to raise our funds? And then just modify as needed. But for those of you who do plan on sending out a year, year-end letter, which I will recommend. I don't care how big your organization is, how small it is. I do recommend the year-end letter. And for those of you who are listening in, who are raising a personal budget underneath an, another organization, same goes for you. So this letter is really, really important. And today I'm going to share with you the three things you need to include because we're in a different season, right? We would have never expected that this, you know, we would be in a pandemic for the majority of the year. And so, so our letter cannot look the same as it did in years past. So one of the things that many of you, you know, if you've done a letter in the past, you probably just kind of pull it out of the archives, you know, clean it up a little bit and then send it out again. But one of the first things that I'm going to share with you is that you have got to customize your 2020 letter. This year on letter has got to look different. And I th- feel like I've said that already in this episode. <laughs> so it just, it has to look different. And so that's why I was like, I don't want you to cookie cutter this letter. I want you to really take some time. Now, majority of nonprofits are going to put together this letter this month. Okay. So the month of October, because they want to get it in the mail in November or December. And so once again, I'm just going to give you some stats so that you know what to expect, but nearly 50% will get that letter dropped in the mail in the month of November and 30, just over 30% are going to drop it in December. So you just have to look at the calendar. Giving Tuesday, you know, it lands the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. And so when when you're thinking about that, if you generate income off of Giving Tuesday, those organizations are going to want to have their letter in the mail and to, out to those people before Giving Tuesday. Now, you may not participate in Giving Tuesday. And once again, this is a holiday that, you know, is less than 10 years old. So it's not something that a lot of people are really focused on necessarily when they're looking at their overall campaign, but you might be. And so if this is a part of your overall strategy, if you looked at your 90 days, like we talked about in the last episode, and you started working your way backwards and you included Giving Tuesday and this year-end appeal is sitting in there as well, I just want you to be really
really ready and just have a, a, a strategic plan for this, okay? So that year-end letter, if it drops, it's going to drop within the next six to eight weeks from the time that you're listening to this episode, if you're listening to this episode when it came out, okay? So that means that you've got just this, this short window to really pull this letter together and do it well. So I just don't want it to be done like, oh, it's an afterthought and oh, shoot, we should probably send out a letter. I want you to be thinking about it now so that you are never in this panic or desperate mode, which you know is a bad place to be in, especially when you're raising funds. Nobody likes to feel that. They don't want to read that in your letter. That's why we're talking about it now. So you know, I get the questions all the time. Should I drop it in November? Should it go out in December? I just want to make sure that you have geared up for it. Okay. So I'm just going to give you a tip here and then we'll get into the three things to include here. But just a few tips, just as you're thinking through this is that I want to make sure that you are, you know, yeah, really clear about what the strategy is, what you're doing, but I want to make sure that you have a plan to where we're communicating with people over the course of these next three months. So don't just send out the letter cold where these people haven't heard from you in years. That's a really bad idea and it's going to fall flat. So no matter how great your letter is, if somebody hasn't heard from you in a long, long time, they're going to kind of, they're going to read your letter and they're going to be like, oh yeah, okay, great. Good for them. I'm not really engaged. I'm not really involved or, or they're going to be snotty. <laughs> they're going to say like, oh, great. You want, you want money now? And now you're going to send me a letter. You know, so there's lots of things that could go through your potential donor's mind. And so I want to make sure that you're gearing up for this. Studies show that direct mail is really the best way to send out that year end appeal. So you may be thinking, oh, should I send it by email? Should I send it, you know, by mail? Either one is fine. Okay. So hear me out. Either one is fine, but direct mail is better. Now, direct mail costs more, so I understand why if you're just getting started, why you'd say, oh, it's we just it's just not cost effective for us to do that right now, and totally understandable. So the number two option is to do an email campaign and to send out that year-end appeal in an email. But I'm just letting you know that regardless of whether you drop this in the mail or whether you actually send it out by email, note that you want to make sure that you're, you have those touches in, you know, at least one to three before they receive your, your appeal at the end of the year. Okay. So that just means that we're going to be sending out information about just getting them kind of primed for that end of the year letter. So we're get, we're sharing impact stories. We're giving them updates about the, the, you know, where the dollars have gone. That might be in a financial review. That might be in just an email that shares a story about one of the people that you've served. But I just want you to see that it's like, don't just cold, send this out in the mail and expect that you're going to get a great return. The most money that you're going to get out of this is going to be because you did, you actually had a plan and you prepared for it. Okay. So have those one to three touches before that mail, that the letter drops. And then also, I, I know I've said it before in previous episodes, but if this is the first episode you're listening to, I want to make sure that you know that 31% of all donations come in in the month of December and 12% of those donations will come in in the last three days. Okay. So that last, you know, the last three days of the year are so important. So with your year end appeal, just make sure that you create that urgency and you also just are paying attention to the calendar because that is going to make a huge difference. So, all right, let's, let's dig in and let's talk about the three things you need to include. Okay. So because we're in 2020, we are in a global pandemic. Oh, nobody knew that. Right. (laughs) So, you know, we're in this season, so we have to make sure that we address 
the elephant in the room. So we have to include that in our year end appeal. What have you been doing during the pandemic? What has happened to your organization? So we have to address that question in your letter. Just share some details about maybe how your organization has changed. Maybe some things that you have you know, modified. Maybe you were doing that fundraiser and you had to change it, or you did those camps or you know these, and these outreach activities. And instead of doing them face-to-face, you move them virtually. But I want to know as a donor, how have you modified your organization? Because trust me, we all have had to modify our lives, our workplaces, all the work that we do, it has changed in 2020. So just be really clear. You know that majority of your your prospective donors and your donors themselves may not know what's going on. And I'm going to say that 90% of them know nothing about how you have navigated this season. So your year-end appeal and the and the you know messages that you have leading up to them are what is going to educate them on what you've done in 2020. So make sure that you share what you have done. Now, some people, it's like you've been in the thick of it and you've been really great at communicating, which is so, that's perfect. You know, that as things were going, that's the most ideal situation was that you were communicating frequently throughout this entire season. So people, once they get that letter, they know. So if you do have that consistent communication, just keep doing what you're doing. You don't have to modify too much, but if you've done nothing, you have got to do something. So start now in October thinking about those preview emails, those messages that you're going to send out, and then how that's going to lead into your year-end appeal. Okay. So in that message, like I said, make sure you share how you've been impacted by the pandemic. Okay. Number two, how has your work actually made a difference? Now, in normal times, we would have just said, well, here's how we make a difference. But in 2020, you have to be very specific about how your mission is still very relevant. And who knows, maybe you have completely changed the way that you do your programs and services so that you are relevant because maybe this made your organization, the work that you've been doing irrelevant, which you know, we know that we have set our mission and our vision. Well, our vision should never have changed throughout this entire season, but your mission and the way you executed your mission very well may have changed. So this is where we're just sharing, how did we make a difference? What did we do? Now I'm not telling, I'm not saying that you have to give every story and everything that has happened, pick one story, one person who really represents the audience that you serve and share their story. Now, as we continue on in today's episode, Episode, I'm going to give you an actual example of how you can share that story so that you guys, you know, have a really good idea of what to include in your letter. Okay. So just make sure that you're, it's still relevant for the work that you're doing. And then the third thing is, is that I want you to share actually what benefits they have in 2020. Now you may not even, not even know that this is happening, but for those of you who have followed the CARES Act, you know that there are benefits for your donors, not only benefits for you that you applied and you got maybe some assistance, but this is where through the CARES Act, just in 2020, your donors have the ability to deduct more from their taxes with their donation to your cause. So they actually will make money back. Okay. They will be able to give more money to your organization without it costing them. Okay. So let me share with you exactly what that is because 
you want to share this with your donors. And feel free to share this not only in your letter, but maybe just give them a heads up and use this as, an, as something when you're sending out a preview email. Okay. So the new incentive for the CARES Act is for, there's, there's two separate incentives, one for individuals and one for corporations. So for individuals, basically it's individuals can elect to deduct their donations up to a hundred percent of their 2020 adjusted gross income. Now, prior to 2020, so last year's taxes, they could deduct up to 60%. And this year, they can deduct up to 100%, okay? So individuals can elect to deduct donations up to 100% of their 2020 adjusted gross income, up from 60%. Okay, and then for corporations, they also saw an increase this year. So they also have the ability to increase those deductions from 10% to 25% of their taxable income in 2020. So that's a huge difference. That's huge incentives for your donors to give in 2020. Don't wait until 2021 because obviously these deductions are most likely going to change again. They're going to go back the way that they were. So once again, for individuals, it's going from 60% to 100%. Yeah, amazing. And for corporations, it's going from 10% to 25% just in 2020. So be sure to communicate those benefits to your donors so that they have that incentive to give more at the year end. Now, as you're going through your letter and you're making these adjustments, so you're making sure that we're talking about the impact that, you know, how we've been impacted by the pandemic, how we have made a difference during this season still, how our mission is still relevant, and then also sharing these updates to our donor base so that they know that they can actually get more of a tax write-off than any other year. So those three are huge for this year. And then I want to just spend a little bit of time here. Like I said, I want to give you an example, but then I also want to just give you a few things to think about as you write this letter. So some key components that you want inside of this letter, obviously we want to create urgency. We want to let them know what it is that we're trying to raise funds for. We want just really, we want clarity as to how their dollars are going to make a difference. But we also want to make sure that we thank them for their past support and thank them for the generosity, because I'm going to assume that you wouldn't have been able to make any impact in 2020 if they had not given. So here's just a general letter. Now I wrote this, it's very, I mean, I pulled a, a few different samples together and created this letter for you just to verbally share with you. Now I do actually have a much better letter. Okay. So I'm just going to share real quick. There is a, there are three letters that we actually have. My business partner, Mike Kim created three specific COVID letters for my students that are inside a fully funded Academy. So if you are not a part of that, or if you are, okay, if you are know that these three letters are sitting in there for you and those who aren't, I mean, join us, join us. If this is a good fit for you for, to be a part of fully funded Academy. So let me share with you, this is just a generic letter. This would have been a letter that would have been written probably a couple years ago or last year. So you can see maybe how a general year end appeal may have been written. And then we'll talk about, you know, these additions that we're going to put in here. So all we're doing is we're just going to 
add those few additional sentences into our letter. But here's one that's just general, okay? From this can be used whatever year you're listening to this, this letter would be relevant. So I do work with a charity in St. Louis that works with homeless youth. So I kind of pulled together some ideas from, from their charity, but just kind of modified a letter so that you can hear here. So, okay. So dear John, thanks to your generosity, over a hundred homeless youth received shelter, food, and personal hygiene items this year. With your help, many of these youth have found permanent places to live. On their behalf, thank you for your help. Just take a look at Robert. We met Robert at one of our weekly outreach events just a few months ago. At 17, he was kicked out of his home after a disagreement with his parents. When we met, when we met him, he was hungry and scared. Thanks to donations from supporters just like you, our staff provided Robert with the resources he needed, including a place to stay, access to transportation, and a plan to give him hope for the future. Today, Robert is healthy and on the right track. On behalf of Robert and the youth we served this year, we want to thank you. We are so grateful to have supporters like you making stories like these a possibility for youth who find themselves on the streets. Today, we embark on our year-end campaign. Our goal is to, pro- is to provide care for 50 more youth in need by raising $25,000 by December 31st, 2020. But we can't do it without help. We're reaching out to you because you've already demonstrated your compassion for youth like Robert. Would you be willing to make a special year-end contribution of $25, $50, or $100 to help 50 more youth in need? With your support, we can impact our community in a lasting way. Please join us by making your gift on our online donation form or by sending a check in the enclosed envelope. The lives of hundreds of youth are at stake. Thank you for your continued support. Best wishes. Jane Johnson, Executive Director, Homeless Youth of Douglas County. (laughs) And then at the end, P.S., on our website, you'll find dozens of more stories of changed lives just like Robert. You can learn more about the amazing work your donations make possible by checking out our website or private Facebook page. So you can see there in that letter, this is a very general letter. This did not have the COVID stuff. This did not say all those details, but this is just how a year-end letter typically is is written. It's one page, very simple. You don't have to, you know, you can see how I shared the one story about Robert that gave you an idea of what impact has been made and how you can be a part of the future. So you can get more specific than that, give more details, share a little bit more about maybe a project or ongoing support, how those dollars are exactly going to be used. But I just want you to see here an example of what that looks like. Okay. So let me jump in and let me read you another letter. This is the one that's inside of our Fully Funded Academy. And just to share, this is Fully Funded Academy is specifically for ministry-based people. So there is some Christian language in this letter, very specific for them. But you can see how very unique this letter is to the one that I just read. Okay. So here 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 we go. So dear Jane, there are certain things in life that I'm 100% certain of. One, salvation through Christ. Two, pizza is the best food ever. Okay, this may be up for debate. (laughs) And three, neither you or your wife, if you have, well, you know, fill in the blank, neither you or John or I could have ever predicted 2020 would be like this. We've been thinking about and praying for you. When the quarantines were put in place worldwide, we were in Africa working on some exciting projects, gearing up for our next VB opening a new clean water well in the village of Midgar, and finishing up the newest translation of the Book of Romans in Mandarin. Most of these projects were understandably put on pause, but one thing that we decided we would not put on pause is to 
think about and pray for you. Over the past few months, we've made more intentional efforts to keep in touch with you and others regularly because all of our lives have been thrown off in one way or another. The scripture that really spoke to us for this season is, and then fill in the blank for that. Our big takeaway from this verse is, and then we filled in the blank there, and we hope that you'll find some way this, that this applies to you, your loved ones, and your current situation. What else have we been doing during the quarantine? Admittedly, we were a bit disappointed that we couldn't launch some of the things we had planned for 2020, but we've certainly been making the most of the opportunity. For example, we've strengthened relationships with local leaders, created several resources that will enable us to serve the people of Africa better, held live online Bible study that allowed us to stay connected with people. In fact, many non-Christians attended these virtual sessions by invitation of their friends. If anything, this season has empowered us to be more creative about getting the gospel out to this community, and we still have big plans for 2021. Would you give financially to support us? Every dollar helps. We still feel God has, has us planted here because he is and fill in the blank as far as location, because he is doing some really interesting things here, which you'll see on the next page. We are still completely sold out to this vision. Would you join us in support? Our goal is to raise $25,000 over the next three months. Our deadline is December 31st, 2020. A quick look at our financial breakdown, and this just bulleted out some financials. Individual one-time donations. This is an individual breakdown of what we would need to reach our financial goal. Would you take one of these slots? Eight people at 1,000, 12 people at 500, 15 people at 250, 20 people at $100. If you prefer to give towards specific needs, access our faith list at, and then the website name there, your gift will be handled with complete integrity through the 501c3 organization of fill in the blank and under the accountability of our external ministry overseers, including blank from this church, from this church, from this church, just creating some credibility there. In closing... Our goal is not just a one-time event or to be a blip on the screen. We've diligently prepared our team for the long haul. We're here to make disciples of Christ in and fill in the blank for the location in Africa. This will be a life-giving impact ministry with your help. Will you support us? Every dollar helps in Christ and then your name in ministry. So you can see here like powerful right? So as you hear these two letters and very uniquely different, you can start to see how a letter could really make a difference at the end of the year. Now, both of these, the second one is a little bit longer than the first one, but you know your audience. And that's what I want you to be thinking of as you're going through this, this exercise today, as you're pulling together your content. But you can see the COVID letter, the letter that talks about the pandemic feels very personal. It feels like it was written exactly for the person who's on the other side saying, I get you. I understand where you guys have been and we're with you. We've gone through a lot of changes ourselves and here's what we're doing to make a difference. So it just drives people to want to be a part of something that's really continuing to move forward and their mission is still relevant during this season. You never want your donors to question whether or not you're still doing work. If they don't even know that your doors are still open or that you're still running your organization, that is a problem. So be sure that they are they are very well aware. Now, when I share about the year-end appeal, we you know I talk specifically about sending this letter out, like I said, November or December. But then also, like I said, make sure you've got those lead-up emails that are coming out before this letter drops. And those lead-ups, we're going to talk about some other stories of individuals that have been impacted. I'm going to be talking about some changes or some challenges that we've been faced with. But each email is going to be really clear 
about the work is so important. That message is going to weave through those emails. And by the time they get this year-end letter, they're going to know that it's worth their dollars to give to your work. So I hope today's episode was helpful for you as you start to just make plans for this year-end appeal and you start looking at the calendar and trying to figure out how do we want to, to send this letter out in 2020? How do we want this to be different than years past? As you're continuing to work through this, just continue to look at it from the perspective of your donor. It's so easy to get caught in you know, the fact that a, a friend of mine calls it the nose nose uh, problem is that you know too much and your nose, you're just too close to it. And so if you're too close to it, if you have a hard time separating yourself, have somebody else review your letter, make sure you have a donor. If you've got that advisory group that I encourage you to build out, this is a great piece for them to read and to review before it ever drops in the mail. That way, you know what your donors are going to be feeling, how they're going to be thinking, and you can avoid any problems before you have to, because you only got one shot to send out this letter, and we want to make sure that it's just received really well. So as you could hear me talking through these letters, I think that it's important that I read those today, because I think that it's important for you to hear the intention, like when somebody's writing a letter, did you hear how conversational they were, and how it was just easy for me to be like, oh yeah, they're this is all kind. Neither letter felt slimy or, or scammy. I wasn't begging. I wasn't pleading for their donation. I was inviting them in and inviting them to make a difference and change lives. So that's really why people you know, support causes like yours. And that's why they want to be a part of something bigger. So as you're continuing to move forward, just remember that it's important that we do communicate, that communication is really, really important, and that you clearly articulate what it is that your cause is doing and how they can make a difference through the work. It's not about you being so awesome and you doing such great things. It's about the fact that you guys all get to do this together. And the fact that you get to do it in the first place is pretty fantastic, I'd, I'd like to say. So, all right, we'll take the tips from today's conversation. Be sure to do that. I'm going to repeat those three real quick is make sure that you share about the impact of the pandemic, make sure that you share how your work is still making a difference, and then also give them that information about the CARES Act and how their donation will make even greater impact in 2020. All right. We will see you on the next episode. In the meantime, let's go change the world one volunteer and $1 at a time. 